Tropin, and today I'll be discussing the 2023 update for CPT's evaluation and management codes. Those are E&M codes. I will cover specific changes to specific sections of codes. These specific sections include codes for inpatient, observation services, consultations, emergency department, nursing facilities, home or residence, and prolonged services codes. So, who am I? I am a retired coding teacher from Montgomery College in Maryland. I taught there for over 20 years. I have a master's degree in health care administration and these credentials, CCSP and RHIA. I also am an AHIMA approved ICD-10 and PCS trainer. I have YouTube videos on coding that you might be interested in and three books available on Amazon. For the books on Amazon, find Amazon Books and type in my last name, Tropin, T-R-O-P-I-N, in the search box. For the YouTube videos, see Tropin's Medical Coding Made Easy. In this episode, I will discuss changes to codes for inpatient, observation services, consultations, emergency department, nursing facilities, home or residence, and prolonged services codes. So, let's start with changes to inpatient and observation care codes. In 2022, hospital inpatient and observation care codes were in two separate categories. For 2023, these codes were combined into one set of codes, 99221-99233. The same set of codes are used to report both inpatient services and observation care services. Discharge codes for inpatient observation code care were also combined into codes 99238 and 99239. So there's no separate codes anymore. They're all combined into one set. In addition to combining these categories of codes, there were also changes in the guidelines for inpatient and observation care. First, the guidelines now state, Sometimes a patient starts in one setting, such as hospital, emergency department, office, or nursing facility, and then is admitted to hospital or observation care. In this case, the first site can be reported in addition to an inpatient or observation care code. So for example, a patient was seen in the emergency department and then admitted as an inpatient. In this case, report both an emergency care code and an inpatient care code. You may need a modifier 25. On the other hand, a patient may be in observation care and then admitted to inpatient care, or the other way around. In this case, you can't code separately for observation to inpatient care or inpatient care to observation care during the same stay for the same patient. This is because They're the same codes for observation care and inpatient care, so you can't report them separately. Another change concerns inpatient observation care for same-day admission and discharge service, so a patient admitted on Tuesday and discharged on Tuesday. These are reported with 99234 and 99236. In order to report these codes, the provider must see the patient face-to-face twice once for initial admission and once again for discharge. This is new for 2023. If the provider only sees the patient once, you need to use the hospital inpatient or observation care codes for initial visit instead of same day inpatient observation discharge. Okay, that's the um, inpatient observation 
codes, changes were also made to consultation code. The inpatient consultation codes 99252, 99255 now include consultations for observation codes, observation patients. So again, the inpatient observation codes were combined. These consultation codes cannot be used if the physician provided any other face-to-face service to this patient prior to the consultation during the same hospital stay. So face-to-face, same patient, same hospital stay, can't report um, consultation codes. The consultation codes cannot be used if another physician of the exact same specialty and subspecialty who belongs to the same group practice as another provider also provided services during this stay. So, two gastroenterologists from the same practice cannot provide both an inpatient service and a consultation during the same stay, but two gastroenterologists from different practices can. On the other hand, a gastroenterologist and a dermatologist from the same multi-specialty practice can report both an inpatient service and a consultation service because they are different specialties, even though they're the same practice. Sometimes an inpatient consultation is provided by an advanced practice nurse or physician assistant. This provider works with the physician to care for these patients. The guidelines state that these nurses or physician assistants are considered as being the exact same specialty and subspecialty as the supervised as the physician who is supervising them. This means that the provider and the um, advanced practice nurse or physician assistant can have both report services because they're considered to be the same um, specialty. The guidelines also include new word, wording concerning who can initiate a consultation. The individuals listed in 2022 who may perform consultations have been changed. In 2022, the list of individuals who can perform consultations included physician assistants, nurse practitioners, doctors of chiropractic, physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech language pathologists, and psychologists. These providers were deleted for 2023. Now, the list of providers who may initiate a a consultation still include educator, lawyer, insurance company. A social worker can provide a consultation, but this is now described as a non-clinical social worker. The word non-clinical was added in 2023. Another guideline concerning consultation related to where the consultation was performed and whether the patient was transferred to a different setting. So a physician may provide a consultation to a patient in an outpatient setting. That same physician may then admit the patient as a hospital inpatient or observation patient. In this case, you can report two codes, one for an outpatient consultation and one for a subsequent hospital observation care. Notice you're not doing an initial one for the um, um, admission to hospital using subsequent. For the second code for the inpatient observation care, you could use a subsequent code, not an initial care code. This guideline applies when the consultation occurred on either the date of the admission or a date previous to the admission. Same day or day before. On the other hand, Physician A may provide an outpatient consultation in anticipation of or related to a hospital admission for the patient. The patient is then admitted by physician B, a different physician. 
After the admission, Physician A provides another consultation to the patient. The, con the consultant, Physician A, reports two codes, one for the outpatient consultation and one for subsequent hospital observation care. No, Physician A cannot report two consultation codes. So does a consultation outside, outside outpatient and then another one is an inpatient, you can only report one consultation code. For the second one, you do a subsequent care code. Now, let's move on to changes in the emergency department codes. A new guideline clarifies that if another service is provided on the same date as an emergency department service, you can report both an emergency service code and a code for the other service, two codes. So you can report both critical care and emergency services for the same patient on the same day when appropriate. Another change was made to the emergency department codes. If a patient is seen in the emergency department for the convenience of a physician or other qualified healthcare professional, use office or other outpatient codes. So this means the physician may be in the emergency room and ask the patient to meet them there instead of returning to his office to see the patient. This is coded as an outpatient service, not an emergency service. Don't use the emergency codes unless it is truly an emergency service. Okay, so changes were also made to the guidelines for nursing facility codes. The guidelines now clarify that skilled nursing facility services and other nursing facility services are reported using the same set of codes, 99304-99310. So how do you indicate on the claim form that this was a skilled or other nursing facility service? This is done with the place of service codes. Place of service code 31 indicates nursing service. Place of service code 32 includes other nursing facility codes. So 31 skilled, 32 other. The place of service codes are in the front of your CPT book. So sometimes a patient is transferred from a nursing facility area to a skilled nursing area. But since these services are reported using the same codes, the transfer does not start a new stay. You don't start over with the coding. You, you would not use the initial nursing facility codes again. Use them once per stay. This is because the nursing facility services and skilled nursing facility services, again, are reported by the same codes. Also in the nursing facility guidelines, wording was deleted and other wording added. The description of a psychiatric residential treatment <clears throat> center was deleted from these guidelines. This description read, a facility or distinct part of a facility for psychiatric care which provides 24-hour therapeutically planned and professionally staffed group living and learning environment. This wording was deleted. Wording was also added to the description of nursing facility services. They added the words immediate care facilities for individuals with, tech, with intellectual disabilities. In March 2023, the word immediate was corrected to intermediate. So the phrase reads intermediate care facility for individuals with intellectual disabilities. This change will not be reflected in your 2023 book. So you might want to go to that part and cross out um, immediate and write in intermediate. So who provides nursing facility services? The guidelines describe two providers. The first is the principal or admitting physician and the other and second is other specialists. 
Now, who are these people? The principal physician is the one who oversees the patient's care. Other specialists perform consultations or concurrent care. These individuals may include, um, they provide medically necessary assessments or consultations. Now, the medically necessary assessments are reported using subsequent nursing facilities, even if performed before the principal physician performs the initial comprehensive nursing care facilities for that first admission to the nursing care. So a physician may be seen on Thursday by a specialist for an assessment and then seen by the principal physician on Friday. The specialist reports subsequent facility codes while the um, nursing facility codes while the principal physician reports initial comprehensive nursing care. So the codes wording uh, subsequent nursing facility codes do not necessarily indicate a second encounter even though it uses the word subsequent. It just means not the initial comprehensive encounter. So in the nursing facility setting, the other specialists may perform a consultation as an initial service. This consultation may be reported using initial nursing facility codes. Note that the specialist does not report a consultation code, but reports an initial nursing facility code. Okay, even though it's a consultation, they're reporting initial nursing facility. Again, it doesn't matter whether the initial comprehensive service has already been performed or not. So initial nursing facility does not necessarily indicate the first encounter with the patient. It just means a consultation or comprehensive service. So this is kind of confusing. Initial and subsequent don't mean what you think initial and subsequent usually mean, not first and then second or third. So when else are initial nursing code care codes used? The guidelines state that even if another provider in the same group has already provided the services, the new provider may report an initial care code if appropriate. It all depends on who is the principal physician. Now this is an important change. In 2022, the guidelines for nursing facilities stated that all E&M services associated with admission to a nursing facility are included in the admission code. So all of the services are kind of rolled into one code for the admission. In 2023, this has changed. The guidelines now state that separate services can be reported with the modifier 25. If a provider sees a patient in her office and then admits her to a nursing facility, you can report two codes, the office visit code and initial nursing facility code. So who can provide the initial nursing facility codes? This depends. The guidelines state that initial skilled nursing service must be provided by a physician. Other nursing services may be provided by other qualified healthcare professionals if allowed by state law or regulations. In addition, there's a, um, another change in the nursing facility codes. A separate element has been added for, to medical decision making used only for, nurse, for nursing facility care. This element is part of number and complexity of problems addressed at the encounter. This is high level of medical decision-making only. The new element is multiple morbidities requiring intensive management. It is defined as a set of conditions, syndromes, or functional impairments that are likely to require frequent medication changes or other treatment changes and or reevaluations. So the patient is a significant risk of worsening 
with medical status, including behavioral status, uh, and risk for admission or readmission to the hospital. So high risk, lots of changes possible and has to be monitored fairly um, uh, quick, frequently. The other medical decision-making elements used for nursing facilities remain the same as for other E&M codes. The elements for complexity of data and risk are the same. It's only this one for um, risk that has changed. So changes were also made to the codes for nursing facility discharge services. These nursing facility discharge services must now include a face-to-face -face encounter. You must have a face-to-face -face encounter to reuse the discharge codes. This encounter may be on a date prior to the date the patient actually leaves the facility. Okay, that's all for nursing facility, lots of changes. The next section I'll discuss is domiciliary, rest home, or custodial care services. These codes, 99324 and 99340, have been deleted for 2023. You are referred to a new section, Home or Residence Services, codes 99341, 99345. The codes for oversight services for domiciliary, rest home, and custodial care services have also been deleted. So you're referred to the Principal Care Management Code to report these oversight services. So there's a new section, Home or Residence Services. These are codes 99341, 99345. The definition of what is a home or residence has been expanded to include assisted living facilities, group home that is not an intermediate care facility for individuals with intellectual disabilities, custodial care facility, or residential substance abuse treatment facility. Also added to the home or residence guidelines is the statement that time spent with the patient does not include travel time, provider's time traveling to and from home or residence. So getting there and coming back, that's not included in the time element for using these codes. So prolonged services codes were also changed for 2023. Long services codes 99354 and 99355 have been deleted. The coder is referred to codes 99417 and 99418. These are added add-on codes used with a primary code. Let's look first at add-on code 99417. This is added to an office or other outpatient service or consultation office consultation when the primary code is selected using time only, not medical decision making. Code 99417 can only be added to the highest level code in the specific category. Only the highest level code in new office category, established patient office category, or office consultation codes. The provider may or may not have seen the patient face to face. Code 99417 can only be used if the prolonged time is 15 minutes or, four or more. Here's an example of 99417. So the highest level code for new patient office services is 99205. The time listed in 99205 is 75 minutes. Therefore, 75 minutes plus 15 minutes equals 90 minutes. It's only at this point that you can start using the add-on code 99417. If other services are provided, the time involved in providing these services does not count towards the time for prolonged services. 
Now let's look at add-on code 99418. This is added onto inpatient observation and nursing facility services codes when the primary code is selected using time only. Code 99418 can only be added to the highest level in a specific category. Only the highest level of inpatient observation codes or the highest level in nursing facility codes. The provider may or may not have seen the patient face to face. Code 99418 can only be used if the prolonged time is 15 minutes or more. So here's an example using 99418. Code 99346 is the highest level code for hospital inpatient or observation care. The time listed for 99346 is 85 minutes. Therefore, 85 minutes plus 15 equals 100 minutes. It's only at this point that you can start using add-on code 99418. If other services are provided, these do not count towards the time for prolonged services. Other prolonged services. Codes 99358 and 99359 are used for prolonged services on a different date than the primary service. Note that 99358 is not an add-on code. This service is related to a face-to-face -face service where the patient has either has occurred or will occur. So if the physician is reviewing uh, records or test results before a patient comes in or after a patient comes in, you can report these with these codes, report that service with these codes. So 99415 and 99416 are used for prolonged services provided by clinical staff, such as medical assistants and licensed practical nurses. The staff is working under the supervision of a physician or other qualified healthcare professionals. While the staff may be providing services to two patients, up to two patients at the same time, the actual time spent must be reported for each patient. So we have one patient spent 15 minutes, another patient spent 15 minutes. It must be related to the time spent with that patient. So this is the end of the changes I will discuss here. I hope you found this podcast helpful. I will post more podcasts soon on other topics that are often confusing. If there is something in particular you'd like me to cover, please let me know. You can contact me at terry.tropin at gmail.com. Also, I have YouTube videos and books on Amazon you might find helpful. Type in my last name, Tropin, T-R-O-P-I-N, in the search box on Amazon Books or on YouTube to take a look at these. Thank you very much.